0: Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Rudy Haldenheis. Rudy is an author, motivational speaker, and a business transformative influencer. Welcome to the
1: show, Rudy. Thanks, Gigi. Thanks for the opportunity to to, um, speak to the people listening to, to this broadcast. And um, I think it's going to be a fascinating evening, you know, uh, you know, walk with me in South Africa. It's very early in the morning, in you guys' time. It's late or later in the afternoon. But walk with me, you know, any time of the day. So let's enjoy the journey.
0: Yes, sir. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from?
1: Yes, I'm uh, in South Africa, you know, the capital Pretoria. I was born and bred here. Um, you know, I'm very, very privileged to say that I met God on the seventh of August, 1983, when I was still a youngster. And um, I'm married uh, to my wife, Erica. Um, and then uh, you know I've got three beautiful daughters, Chiney, Ruzel, and and Monique. I'm employed in a bank for many, many years. But you know, God has given me grace where where I can uh, you know speak to a lot of people. And, you know, influence your lives, you know, you know to think and reflect. So, I, I'm very, very passionate about, you know, you have to think and reflect about your own life. And don't worry about anybody else's life. Because ultimately, one day, you will stand before God doing account for what you have done with your time. Not anybody else's time. So, you have to reflect why you do what you do. Think what you think. So, um, I mean, that's in a nutshell. That is in a blink of an eye. That's uh, who I am.
0: Amen. Very powerful. Now, tell us more about your perception, Filers.
1: So You know what? The big thing in life is a lot of us just sort of venture through life without understanding why we venture through life and why we think what we think and why we do what we do. A lot of us have based our principles and values in life in the households that we grew up. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, it's people think... That, that you're trying to attack your parents and the way you're brought up. But the reality is, you know, who says that what they think and believe from the previous generation are necessarily correct? So, you know, we have to challenge, you know, the status quo sometimes. And it's not to, 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 to challenge the way you were brought up. It's actually making sure that you have an empowering belief system. And an empowering belief system are much, much more powerful than just following somebody blindly.
0: That's right. Yes, sir. Now tell us more about your are you a success seeker or a failure avoider principles.
1: Many, many years back, I believed that I was a success seeker, but I was actually a failure avoider. You know, so it is it's a it's a it's one of the things I talk to people a long time. But you know, when I once I went and sat down and really think hard about it. You know, for instance, I grew up in a, in a very disruptive uh, young household where, um, you know, my dad at the age of four, I lost him. He didn't want to have anything to do with me. And I was very good at, uh, you know, sports at school. And I always said, when I have kids one day, I will not be like my dad. In other words, I will always be there for my kids. I will always pitch up at all the, 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 the school events. And people, you know, admire you for that. But all I did was I was avoiding failure because I was trying not to be like him. You know, the the better part would have been if I said, I want to be be the best dad ever walk planet Earth, you know, not compare me to him, be myself. That is success seeking. You know, at the end of the day, as soon as you try and avoid something else, you limit your boundaries. You limit the, the best person you can be. I mean, God didn't create any of us. To, to be limit. Our God is limitless, you know, in, in Luke uh, one thirty seven it says, nothing is impossible for God, and He's created us all perfectly. I think the challenge in life is a lot of people, you know, if you want to be a Bill Gates, or you want to be a Richard Branson, you're just um, avoiding failure, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're trying to go into this box and being somebody else who are successful, but ultimately you actually are telling God He didn't create you Uh, perfectly so for me success seeking is all about being that person that god has created you and secondly you know trying to to glorify him by living out your purpose
0: that's right yes sir now tell us more about your key thinking transformational element principles
1: so, you know, I'm very, very blessed and privileged. You know, um, I have this year, I mean, I've done it for 10 years. Uh, 10 years back, I met uh, uh, out by the name of Dr. Kobus Netling. He's very well um, re- well known around the world, um, being a, a, um, one of the world's leading a dimensional thinking um, um, specialists. In America, very recently, Forbes have actually um, recommended and, and endorsed uh, the NBI um, assessment that he is doing as one of the world's top 11 assessments that any executive and any leader in the world should take. And um, I know that Columbia University in New York is actually using this assessment as one of the key assessments for all students. So this year, you know, after 10 years, you know, building my leadership brand on on the NBI principles, I actually became a practitioner, so a whole brain finger practitioner. So I believe there is one thing that people miss in life. If you're a success seeker, you need to understand the power of speaking the language of a listener and that's an old brain thinker. you know i'm a right uh, brain uh, dominant person mainly you know but but right upper brain so you know i can see big pictures ideas you know, i'm not very structured we left brain people are very structured however i'm successful because i can venture in all uh, these areas so if you think about the bible and you think about you know the tower uh, which were built and when all of a sudden people speak different languages the tower was never completed because people didn't understand one another. Now, whole brain thinking is, if Gigi, for instance, want to tell her story of walk with me, to me, as Rudy, you have to talk into pictures, then I will listen to your story quicker, because I'm a right upper brain person. If you're a left lower brain person, Gigi will actually have to come to me, that's a detailed step-by-step person, and you actually need to go to that person, and tell Jesus, walk, by, walk with me story, but a bit longer. You need to say, listen, One day I sat in the sun, I thought about my life, I then decided I'm going to write a book and tell my story. So, you know, speaking the language of a listener is not changing who you are. It's just changing your lingo for the person who's on the other side for them to internalize it. So, you know, thinking habits are very important. So, the one thing I want people to reflect on now, you know, it's almost more important sometimes for me, are you a success seeker or a failure avoider is for following. Your limitations is never in your ability. It is in your thinking. I'm just going to say it again, and then I'm going to say something on it. Your limitations is never in your ability. It is in your thinking. Now, last year I did, um, for six weeks I was at a company called Radio Pulpit it's a Christian Radio Station here in South Africa, and I did some talks where and a lady stood up and she challenged me on. She said, but I can't walk perfectly, and I want to to, to go uh, you know, on a, on a very adventurous walk. So, how do you say it's not my ability? I then said a week earlier, somebody who's in a wheelchair got to the top of Everest. So, if you change your thinking, somebody else can help you. You know, whether it's in a wheelchair, whether somebody carries you, because why do you do things in life? It's for the experience. It's not, you know, a lot of us think if you want to walk the Grand Canyon, or if you want to, to do anything in life, you have to do it yourself. So, the limitations is never in your ability. It is in your thinking.
0: Amen. That's right. Now, tell us more about your choose your destiny with plus factor intent principles.
1: You know, Gigi, you know what? A lot of people talk about win-win. That for me is all also failure avoiding. Because if if me and you are going into a negotiation and you win and I win, I truly believe we have not created any value. So, you know, if you think about if we go into any negotiation, any any anything in life, and we walk out of there and we said, listen, Gigi, you win more, I win more, we've created value. Now, anything in life, so I call it the power of a plus factor's rules for one, one thing only. You have to have purpose in life. And my purpose in life is I need to create more value, more wealth, and more life for myself and the people around me. So I've created a leadership brand in 2010. You know, like Nike is just do it. Mine is creating magic moments in people's lives. Whether I meet them once, 20 times, 50 times, you know, the person who's begging on the street, I need to make an impact in his or her life at that very moment. And then uh, the second thing is that, you know, once you you, you, you you live by that principles, it is very, very simple to create, you know, to optimize things and create value wherever you go. So we need to change our mentality because that's success seeking. Because if we just go win-win, what value have you created? So I want people to think about it. You know, we, we use this, this lingo, this language all the time. Oh, it was a win-win. So what value have you created? And you cannot create any value if you're thinking. And it's, again, it's a thinking principle if that is not great,
0: I love it. Now, Rudy, tell us more about the major challenges that you faced in your life.
1: So two major challenges, you know, I, I in uh, 1989, when I was in matric, I wanted to become a pastor, you know, so I was at school, and I wanted to go and study after school, and um, in April that year, so in South Africa, our school year is April uh, to December, or or January till December, I actually got injured, you know, you guys call it football, in our world it's rugby, I got injured, and I was six months, uh, you know, in bed, you know, between hospital and, and at home, I injured my back. And I did make, you know, final year. Um, you know, we call it matric. I think you guys, are, I can't even remember, you know, what you guys call it. But it's the final year of school, you know, secondary school. But I didn't get, um, uh, uh, um, you know, enough uh, uh, points to actually go to university. So I then decided I'm going to do my school year over. I did my school year over, got all the necessary points, and then I didn't go and study to become a pastor. I then went and started cost accounting. Now, for many years, I wondered why. You know, it's like one of those things. So, in 2016, June one night, you know, there's lots of years in between, but God, one night, my wife was in Durban because she travels quite a lot. So it is, uh, it's about um, 800, uh, you know, six to seven hundred kilometers from where we stay, and then, you know, I felt like God talked to me and said, I need to write my first book, which is called Peter Direction, and I need to take my biblical um, ambassadorship so I called MBA you know in in, in the in the field of uh, uh, business MBA you know masters in business administration and I call it MBA mentoring biblical ambassadorship and then I realized why I didn't become a pastor God wanted me to gain all this knowledge of business and and write this book and then talk to people so my ministry you know if you're in the church and please don't get me wrong you know pastors and people out there you there's definitely a place for you but you're almost preaching to a converted. You know, it's like my my ministry field, you know, I preach to people who will never have got to church. So that's what God used me for. So when, you know, I, I I wrote a book very quickly. So my challenge was that I, I, I for long in my life struggled saying with, why did not I become a pastor? So that was the first sort of big obstacle, I think in life. And then, you know, the second thing for me was this whole battle I had inside, you know, am I a success seeker or a failure avoider? And for too long, and I always want to say, I blame my father. And for, you know, when you start and go and think about things, you know, I was very good at sport. Being the captain in most things, whether it was rugby, cricket, chess, whatever I play, I was the captain. And then there's a father and son even. Now, now, when you're at school, you know, and you're 13, 14, 15-year-olds, you worry about what other people think of you. So I always made excuses why I never can be there. You know, it's like, no, no, uh, I've got to have a family meeting. So I've never at school attended any father and son event being a captain of, you know, schoolboys at that time. So for me, the challenge was to actually in my mind overcome a thing I called the justification overcomer. You know, whether you 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 smoke, overweight, um, you know, uh, think less about yourself, there's a justification principle that you need to overcome. So for me, those are the two you know, big, big themes in my life. But today I'm blessed because I know, you know, why God has done that. And, you know, God's timing is always perfect. You know, if there's a reason why we go through the cycles in life.
0: That is incredible. Now, you mentioned God a lot. How important is your relationship with God to you?
1: Well, Gigi, I mean, I know you you recently, um, you know, have, have, have completed your second book, uh, God First. And it is my principle in life. And God first means for following. In my in my sort of definition, it is every decision you make in life, everything you say in life, everything you do in life is guided by the word of God. So, you know, I truly believe, Gigi, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's a person who don't believe in God, we were created for one thing and one thing only. And all of us has got the following. And, you know, being a female, you should love us. You know, a job title named CHI, S-H-E. S-H-E. So I believe our our kingdom, God of kingdom job title is she, and it means S for soul, H for harvesting, and E, expert. So we should all be soul harvesting, experts. So, you know, in a nutshell for me, it's it's really something that I aspire to whenever I meet people. You know, the Bible never says that you have to um, take somebody by the hand and force him with, to, to be a, 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 a Christian. What the Bible does tell you, you know, if you go to Matthew 28, 19, it says you have to share the gospel. And then, you know, we need to trust God that He will plant the seed through the Holy Spirit into people's lives and that they will come to you. So, I want to share a story with you. You know, when I wrote the book, Better Direction, I actually Open a bank account and um, uh, so in my book and, and also created a Christian board game where people can donate money they want people on the street so and this is how God works so I've got an, a, a, a sort of a life motto you know I've got this uh, uh, um, activity I've created living beyond yourself, where I every now and again go on the street and get people who's living on the street, you know give him food, give him money, and give him a book, and then pray for him. And ask him one profound question, and I ask him at that day, what is the one thing I can do for you today? What is the one thing you really need today? And then I take a little uh, uh, a video, you know, it's a one-minute video, and I put that onto my social media platforms. And um, the last time I did it, when the oak's name was Graeme Kruger, you know, it was before lockdown, and uh, you could freely move around and still get a lot of people. You know, in South Africa, we've actually taken a lot of people off the street into you know schools and stuff. So but when I got Graham Krueger, he asked for clothes, you know, a, a pants, shirt, and, and shoes. And I prayed for him. And two days later, you know, he got an whole crate full of uh, shoes and clothes from people living 70, 80 kilometers from here. And when I go back and said, you know, see, God will provide. He asked me, can I please buy a Bible for him?" And um, I went and bought the Bible with my wife. And, um, you know, when I got home, The next day, I actually went into a bank account paid the direction. So there's there's three sort of lines where people can donate money for. One for child, for child ministry. One is for word, you know, spreading the gospel. And then the other one is uh, need, for people in need. So in South African rands, the the Bible was exactly 200 rand. The English Bible I got hold of. Two days later, I don't know from where, but 200 rand was paid in my bank account, which says word. So that is how God, you know, if you listen to him, and, and and just do what it requires of you. A person, you know, wanted the Bible. I, I bought the Bible, but then the money came back to me. I don't know from where. That's why God first is so important because God will always provide for us if we listen to you.
0: Amen. That's right. And you actually wrote the foreword for my book that's releasing this week, God First. And thank you again, Rudy. I truly appreciate you.
1: Ah, that was such an honor. And you know what? Because God first... You know, it sounds, people, another thing people must think of, God first mean, you know, I'm married, I've got a wife, kid, but God always comes first. So, so that is the most important thing. So that's why your book title is so close to my heart. And and I do believe it will change a lot of people.
0: Amen. Thank you, Rudy. Now, Rudy, can you tell us more about your greatest accomplishments in your life?
1: So, you know, a couple of things. I think the greatest accomplishment uh, for me personally is having three daughters. You know, um, uh, they they are sort of my 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 everything. And um, and for me, you know, God has blessed me with them. And, um, you know, two of them uh, have recently asked me to um, uh, uh, help them, uh, to pray for them and lead them to God. So that was for me a very a great honor. Um, but then also at work at African Bank, you know, in the year 2010, you know, we we like 5,000 employees more or less. But in the year 2010 and also in 2018, you know, I was blessed to be named the best employee of a bank. And both uh, times I won scholarships. So, um, you know, this year I've studied at INSEAD, the, the business school of the world did an innovation program V and I'm currently busy with Lausanne, Switzerland, IMD, it's the Institute of International Management Development, doing strategic uh, 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 um, thinking, but then also, you know, I've transformed a lot of people's lives, and that for me is actually what I'm stand and live for, you know, there's people, you know, I got a message from a lady not too long ago, um, she was in one of my talks, uh, I called it Words of Power, and um, she actually resigned within a week from a job and she said the year later she got hold of my number and she said, you know, she said the best space in her life now and have made lots of progress because she decided not to be a failure avoider and not a success seeker now.
0: That's incredible. Very powerful. Now, Rudy, what change do you wish to see in the world?
1: Just one thing that people understand that. God says we need to love one another, you know what, if we, you know, people who's after money, people who is um, uh, 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 you know, uh, not after peace, people who wants to climb a corporate ladder, people, we all trample on people, you know, so for me, the essence of why God created us as human beings is to care and love for one another, so now if God bless you with a lot of money, if God bless you with a lot of talents, you know, you should share that with the world because that is your gift to the world. And unfortunately, you know, in Galatians 2.20, it says, the, the own I, the self must die. And unfortunately, that is the one thing we don't do in life. You know, so there's two scriptures in Galatians, which is very close to my heart, 2.20 and then also Galatians one ten, because one ten says, do you want to keep people happy or do you want to keep God happy? If you want to keep people happy, you're not a servant of God. And unfortunately, in the world today, people are so fascinated and so driven to, to, to be this person that everybody on earth likes. But actually what they're doing is they actually must think, what are they going to say one day, Judgment Day, for not putting God first? So my my true, you know, the title of your book, I want people to put God first all the time, every time. And, 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 and that means even your family. God needs to be above your family
0: amen yes sir i love it now rudy what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness
1: so, there's a there's a eq model i mean which um you know talks about uh, and it's, it's it's equated to the iceberg model now, I mean, there's five fundamentals uh, which uh, a lot of people sometimes don't know. I mean, uh, the reality is that you as an individual are judged on your behavior, but that's only 5 to 10% of who you are. Now, the iceberg is exactly the same. You know, there's 90% of an iceberg below the water level. And the first principle of EQ and of who you are, it is your belief system. Now, I call it finding your faith. You know, and a lot of us don't know what we believe and why we believe it so you know you grew up in a Christian home you grew up in a muslim home you grew up in somebody who's an atheist you grew up wherever and now all of a sudden you you follow that path and we never stand still and ask ourselves why do I believe what I believe because if you do that your belief system is limiting so um you know if you want to empower yourself and make your belief system empowering you need to explore why you believe what you believe. So let me explain you what I did. So I did grow up in a Christian home. Um, but, you know, if you think about the Christian story and the gospel, it's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about the cross. So if you go and do research on on institutions or places which sometimes challenge the existence of God, you know, science is one of them. You know, biology is another one where people sort of challenge, you know, a lot of time, a lot of challenging uh, um, aspects come from those areas. So, NASA, you know, you know, astronomy. So, if you go and Google the X structure, for instance, you will see at the 10th of September, I think in the year 2000, there was an X structure which NASA have published. It was taken by the Hubble telescope. You know, it, it's, it's, it's one of the largest telescopes uh, all, uh, around the Earth. And um, they took a picture about 51 million light years away from planet Earth into the Whirlpool galaxy. And if you go and look at the picture, it's in a perfect shape of a cross. Okay, so you know it is. It's, it's fascinating. And then the second thing for people who don't know, go and Google laminin. Laminin is a human a molecule which keep our body together, and that's also in a perfect shape of a cross. And that's just examples of you know Christianity is all about the cross. Now, if we can find the cross there, then obviously Jesus Christ just has lived. I mean, he he was there, he 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 came to save all of us, and then you know, once you know that, then all of a sudden your belief system is empowering. You don't believe what you believe because somebody else said so, and because it's just a habit, then your belief system infuses your thinking. Now, your thinking is the second layer below the water surface. Now, that's why, you know, I believe in Jesus, so my thinking is infused by putting God first. I mean, the book you have written, that's why I know I will one day in Judgment Day stand before God and actually give account. The one thing we all have in life, which is the same, is time. All of us, you know, get the 1,440 minutes every single day. The question you must ask yourself is you will be judged on what did you do a 1,440 minutes. If you actually go and break it down, that's what you're going to be judged for. So, if that infuse your thinking, you know what, thinking is in essence who we are. So, so and that's why that thinking habits are very, very important and that's why the curvis netling thing and I, I you know, I, I'm passionate about, you know, doing brain profiles for people so that they can understand their preferences and why they think that they think. So, your thinking then will steer your feelings. That's the third layer below the, the water level. So, if you think, you know, God exists and 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 God is there, so even during difficult times, you know, from a feeling point of view, you'll be okay. You know, even on earth, when, when somebody close to us die, it's most probably the worst thing you can go through. But if your belief system is God is there, God has made us for a purpose, your time is your time, you know, whenever the time is up, that was God's decision, you think that was part of a the creation, then your feeling is okay. Your feeling actually then, um, you know, migrate into your attitude. Now, now, I call it the me and we factor. You know, I've got an whole talk about it. And I'm just going to give this to your, your listeners today. I want everybody who listens now to write the word attitude down. And then you go and allocate an alphabetical number next to each letter. So A is 1, you know, T is 20. The amazing thing about attitude, if you add all of that up, it adds to exactly 100%. So for me and we factories, you know, if a lot of us are not 100% today, you know, you miss one letter. So, you know, if we six people in a team, and 10 out of 10, it, it's you give your perfect um, uh, 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 um, sort of uh, 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 um, bit for the day. If you multiply six times 10, you get to a million. But let's say Rudy got up this morning, or Gigi got up this morning, and you say, oh, you know what? other team members will give 10 out of 10, but I'm just giving 50% today. The mean we factor is, if you multiply now, 10 times 10, 5 times, times, multiply by 5. Your attitude that day have halved the whole team's effort. So you went from a million to 500,000. So attitude matters. Attitude determines altitude, not just for you, for your whole ecosystem. And if you understand all of that, finding your faith ultimately, and all of those things I've just uh, um, given through, then actually manifest in your behavior. You know what perception people have of you. And behavior breeds behavior, you know, if you're positive, people are positive, if you're negative, people are negative, if you believe in your ecosystem, you know, I've been speaking to people, a lot of them not in in my faith, why? Because I tell my story, so that's in essence, you know, the one thing I really, really want people, and you know, attitude matters, but always remember, the me in we factor, and it is, you know, whether it's two people, ten people, your attitude determines the altitude of we
0: that is very true attitude matters Rudy thank you so much for being a guest on walk with me podcast I appreciate you now where can the audience find you
1: so you know a uh, two 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 interesting places so LinkedIn you know I, I I'm very uh active on LinkedIn more than you know although I've got quite a bit of friends on on Facebook and and so forth but but LinkedIn it's just Rudy Halerays and then also on my website, uh Um so people will see, you know, uh, for everybody listen to your podcast now. There's a Christian boardcam, they can download for free. And if I download the activity cards, we actually get my first book, which is both our uh, um uh uh so we've got the same publisher, but you know, I did speak to Michael. Um, my book, actually, if people download uh, my first book, Better Direction, if you download my book, can you get the book for free. So, um, for everybody listening, there's a free gift for you if you want to go and download it. And then I've got the 5th of December, I've got a, 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 a virtual talk on you act the way you think, you know, talking about, a bit about the five principles on success seeking, you know, for those people who are, are interested. Um, but it's also, I've got bookings on the website, and then the last thing is, you know, people can pray for me, this Friday, two days from now, I'm going to a men's conference, you know, speaking to a couple of people, uh, I think it's about 50 men, and uh, some of them have work, some of them don't have work, some of them are wealthy, some of them not that wealthy, but I actually go and tell my story, and uh, you know, why do I put God first, so you know what, the Holy Spirit, uh, You know, be present there so that can be something people can do for me before uh, South African time uh, this coming Friday, the 20th.
0: And you will do a fantastic job. So, we definitely will pray for you, Rudy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Rudy on his LinkedIn and also to get uh, his book, Better Direction. Check it out. (laughs) And, Rudy, thank Thank you. you.
1: I no, say so thank you very much. It has been such an honor and pl- pleasure to to sit with you and share, you know, just some of the thoughts on success seeking. So I want to tell everybody: be a success seeker, don't be a failure avoider. Because if you're a success seeker, you're different than most people. A lot of people, I would say, nine out of nine, ninety-nine out of hundred people are actually failure avoiders. Or will are successful. Don't get me wrong; it's not being not successful, but you can be better.
0: Amen. That is absolutely correct. And Rudy, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day.
1: Thank you, Gigi, and stay well and enjoy your evening there in America. And uh, may every single person listening to the podcast be blessed beyond their imagination.
0: Amen.